Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Krista, are you ready? I am ready, George. How are you? Excellent. I am ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Krista Grasso is the founder of the Lean Out Method, an organization helping businesses lean out in order to level up. I'm excited to have you on. Krista, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on the show. And so I think like so many business owners, my, you know, journey was a little winding that got me to this place. And so I had always wanted to have my own business and do my own thing. And I ended up uh, going to college, getting a degree in business. And I knew I wanted to start my own business. But I also, like many people, graduated with lovely college loans Mm. and decided that I was going to go and get a job for a little bit, pay that down, really sort out what I was going to do. And I ended up getting my first job and it was sort of by accident where the person who hired me said, I'd really love to have you come on board. I'd actually like to have you start right away. Would you be willing to come in as a consultant? Because that's the only way I could get you to start tomorrow. And I said, absolutely. I was so excited to get this job. And so it started my uh, career in consulting and working with different companies just almost by accident. And so I've spent probably the past little over 20 years working with different Fortune 500, Fortune 50, Fortune 10 companies and really helping them adapt lean and agile ways of working. And throughout that journey and throughout that time, I did start my own business. And I started a jewelry business called Chris Cara and great business that I scaled way too quickly. Mm. And I ended up in a place where I had to make some tough decisions about was I going to be able to keep the business alive or was I going to have to close it? And so many of my peers and so many others in the industry I saw all around me closing. They did a lot of the similar mistakes that I had made in my own business. And it struck me one day, why is it that I'm helping all of these really large companies achieve these amazing results? I'm helping them adopt lean ways of working and yet I'm not doing it in my own business. And so I ended up creating the lean out method and it was taking what I had done with these larger businesses and making it really applicable for small business. And at first I had done it for businesses like mine. So product based businesses who manufactured their own either fashion accessories or clothing lines. But over time, I expanded that to be more in the space of working with coaches, consultants, content creators, educators, um, and really taking those lean practices and saying, how can we apply them to these service types of businesses so that we can also achieve more by doing less and make sure we're actually getting the right things done in our business without a lot of waste and a lot of noise and a lot of the bloating that a lot of businesses tend to have. And so that's a little bit about my journey. I still do have my Chris Cara jewelry business, um, but I spend the bulk of my time today in lean out method. And I work still with the fortune of 50 companies. I'm actually working with a fortune nine company right now. Um, And I work quite a bit with small business owners and entrepreneurs who are really looking to level up and they can't 
possibly add any more to their plate. They are way overworked and they are way overwhelmed and they want to learn how can I actually do less, but know that I'm doing the right thing so that I'm making the big shifts in my business that I want to, to hit my goals and take that vision I have and make it a reality. I love it. I think that that's very cool and obviously of extreme value when you're actually able to meet somebody and they've got that deer in the headlights look or they're just frazzled because they're trying to work for 24 hours a day for seven days a week. And the reason they're doing this in the first place is to have a better lifestyle and, 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 and to be able to enjoy life with their family. And they say, oh, my gosh, help me. And you say, OK, I, I can. Let's let's get started. Mm hmm. Right. I mean, think about why people start businesses. It's usually for freedom. And the irony is they end up creating a system where they have to basically work 24 seven and they have the opposite of freedom. When in when which is, I guess, really what you're helping them to do is the opposite of that is to say, okay, Mm -hmm. let's actually figure out what those right things that need to get done are and then figure out how to get them done where it's not necessarily you that has to do it by yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Building that team is critical, right? As soon as you hit that certain point in business, usually by the time you move out of the emerging stage, what I call emerging and other people call startup, um, by that point in time, you absolutely have to start to build that team. Yeah. That was my attempt to really boil things down. Krista, you can tell me when I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No, you are (laughs) wrong. It, 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 it's 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 funny I was just I, I just uh, found a um, found somebody through LinkedIn and she had written a book called drop the ball or something like that and and it was sort of this whole premise of I'm just doing way too many things I feel like society is telling me I need to be doing all of these things not just run a business but also be a great parent um, when in fact it's impossible and um, it doesn't sound like this is that different obviously not obviously, but these lean principles have been around for a really long time and you've worked with the, the biggest companies in the world. Um, when you start having these conversations and asking people about getting the right things done, do most people know what those right things even are? So it's really funny because when I meet with business owners, here's what I see, right? So a lot of figuring out what the right things are starts with that vision that you have for your business. And I don't mean vision statement, but I mean like that true vision of where you want your business to be in the future, as well as where you as the business owner want to see yourself and what sort of lifestyle you want to have. Because I see a lot of people create businesses that don't actually match the lifestyle that they want, but also where you want to see your customer in the future. And then you take that and break that down to more of the near term goals so you know what those right things are. And some of the business owners that I talk about, they're like, oh yeah, I absolutely have that. I've got a vision, I've got my goals. And it's like, great, let's take a look at what you do on a day-to-day basis. And the reality is that their day does not actually support their vision and goals. So what I do with people is I try to help them tie their daily actions back to their goals. So everything is very strategically aligned. And again, they don't have that extra noise and other stuff, I'm saying in air quotes, in their uh, in their calendar. And they're really truly focused on just those things that are going to make a difference and take them closer to that vision. And I think in business, you always want to be able to answer two questions, right? Is this the right thing? And is this the right thing right now? 
And I think having a really clear long-term vision as well as really clear short-term goals helps you answer both of those questions. And when you have your team supporting you, you need them to be on that same page and you need them also to be marching towards the same thing so they're not off in all these different directions and scattered and kind of creating noise without realizing it because they don't have your vision and goals in alignment with what they're doing. Got it. So is this the right thing and is this the right thing right now? And I appreciate mm-hmm. that very much because there's probably people who are listening who say, well, I'm interested in, in just doing what I want to be doing. But this is for organizations that have, um, you, you, you referred to it as uh, taking the next step past an emerging company and are maybe in, 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 in the growth stage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so and when we talk about that, are we t- it's it's these are things that this person's really good at maybe the reason they started the business in the first place and now there's actually revenue coming in and they find themselves doing other things also so because they are now have created a, a moderately successful business it's time to dig deeper and focus in on making sure that your schedule and what you're actually doing is in line with what you want to be doing Yeah, I think that business owners create a lot of bad habits when they're in that emerging stage. And a lot of the business owners that I work with tend to be in the growth and scale stage, but they still have that emerging startup mindset and not the positive side of it. It's the say yes to all the things, Mm -hmm. wear all the hats, (laughs) do everything, right? Work 24 by seven. And it's like that very hustle mentality that exists in that emerging startup stage. And you're just trying all the things and it's spaghetti, right? It's like, let's try this and see if this works and let's try this. And your ultimate goal in emerging is to get to that product market fit and that profitability. And sometimes you do have to do more in that stage to get there. But I find a lot of people when they move into growth or when they are in growth and trying to move into scale, they are still working that way. And it's not, it's just not sustainable, right? It's uh, my big thing is to help people build that true sustainable success where they don't have to work 24 by seven and they have that reliable revenue coming in. And you can't take those practices and that work style from emerging into those other stages and be successful long-term. And so that's where you do have to focus on leaning out and getting much more clear on what are the core things that we're actually known for and that we offer? Um, What are the core things that we need to do that make a difference? What are the things that I as the business owner need to do because it aligns with my zone of genius or that thing I'm uniquely equipped to do? And how can I have my team doing what they do best to kind of, you know, surround me so that we have this whole ecosystem for success in the business? And so that's really where people need to focus. But I do see a lot of people bring those behaviors with them that don't really set them up for success. And so all too often, do you find that you're asking about what the core things are, what just let's 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 really get down to the foundational stuff that just extra stuff has sort of gotten piled on that is outside of that scope and you need to clear that away? Absolutely. And the thing is, it makes it a lot easier for the business owner to run the business when they're super clear on what they offer and who they offer it to. Mm. But it's also really good for your customers, because I think we've all been on those mailing lists or there's a business that we first found out about. and We're like, this is great. And then you're with them longer. And you're like, Wait, I thought they did this. What's this new program? Didn't they just pitch me something last week? What's this new thing that they're pitching me? And it's like your customer can get really confused when you're not super focused and super clear in who you help and how you help them. 
And you do want to get, I find that, you know, in emerging, you're trying all the things in growth, you're actually contracting a little bit and you're trying to get super clear on exactly what you do for who, who's your true ideal target market. Um, and then when you get into scale, that's where you start to actually expand back out again. You introduce sometimes new products or new, new markets, but when you're in growth in particular, you just want to actually truly lean out and look at who do I serve, where can I provide the most value to them, and who is that true ideal target market as opposed to doing all the things for all the people. Yeah, yeah, we'll certainly amen to that. So that is, I imagine, one of your um, pillars, core things that you're looking at. What are what are some of those other really key areas when, 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 when you're engaging with a new client? Yeah, so there's so many things that we look at. So my actual lean out method has four pillars, which is context, clarity, commitment, and Kaizen. And so we start with the clarity of where do you want to go? Why is it important? Where do you see um, your yourself, your business, your customer in the future? What are those short-term goals that are going to get you there? And then what is your, we dive into their business model. And so that's one of the first things that we look at is, does their business model actually support them getting to that vision that they have for their business? A lot of times it's not in alignment. Even people who've been in business and had quite a bit of success for a while, sometimes their business model just really doesn't support that next level that they want to go to. So we dive into that, um, and that's context. Then when we get into clarity, we actually start to build out and map out the plan for them achieving their goals that's going to take them closer to their vision. And in doing that, the plan is very strategic in that it's everything is in alignment with that vision and goals and nothing else. And so that's where they start to cut a lot out. Um, and it sounds great in theory, but people have a real hard time with it. The yeah, buts start to come in, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, no, no, no. I know this doesn't support my vision, but <laughs> yeah. I know that's not where I want to take things long term. But and so that's where we kind of work through and just, you know, look at the trade offs and what really do they need to do right now? Or how can we start to transition some of that stuff out? Um, and then commitment is just going in and it's really making the tough choices. It's, this does not support your vision. Why are you investing the time in it? By saying yes to this, you're actually saying no to something that is going to support your vision. And so just working through them on sometimes it's more mindset actually than it is strategy and tactics. As important as those are, it's the business owner actually letting things go and making that commitment to to do what they need to do to make that vision a reality or to take their business to that next level. Um, and then we do Kaizen and Kaizen is just all about small continuous improvements. And so it's looking at how can they constantly be innovating? How can they have an experimentation mindset in their business to be trying new things? And how can they constantly be doing those small incremental improvements so their stuff continues to get better and better and add more and more value to their customers? Nice. How do you spell Kaizen? K-A-I-Z-E-N. <laughs> it's a Japanese word. Um, it, it's a lean concept. Nice. If relationships do stall, if engagements do stall, is it is it when the rubber meets the road at commitment and they need to start making some serious choices? Or once they get there, does thing, do things follow through usually? So I've actually never had anybody stall and not restart. I have had people, honestly, the biggest... Uh, blocker for people is mindset hmm. they know the stuff that they need to do it's just really hard to do it and so what i'll get is i know i'm supposed to do this this week i need a week to sit with this 
or we'll have a call and we're supposed to be focused on actually doing work in the business. And instead they need support working through kind of the mental block. So we take a week and focus on that and then get back to the work. And so I've never had anybody bow out entirely, (laughs) but I have certainly seen kind of stops and starts and it really just gets it. It's that commitment, right? It's, I am going to do this. I'm going to make this a reality. And it means I'm going to have to work through all that tough stuff. And I'm going to have to say no to people. If maybe I'm somebody who's not comfortable saying no, and I might have to say no to my team. I might have to change out team members and let people go. Um, I might need to take things off my plate where I feel like I'm the one who can do it better than anyone else, but it's not actually my zone of genius work and somebody could really do it better. So it's just all those tough decisions that are hard for people to work through, but I believe are so incredibly necessary when you truly want to level up your business. I love it. When you're working with a, a Fortune 500 company versus XYZ company that is an emerging company and now a growth company, is it way more personal working with a smaller organization? I have this 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 sort of vision of these gray faceless people working for a Fortune 50 company. <laughs> it's funny. I will say, you know, I work pretty closely with my clients and I develop really close working relationships with them, whether they're in a Fortune 500, Fortune 50 company or they're a solopreneur um, or, a you know, a small business owner with a small team. And so my working relationship with them is pretty similar. Um, but that being said, there are certainly differences. And I think the biggest thing is that a small business owner has the weight of the world on their shoulders in right. the sense that all of the decisions are theirs. In the bigger companies, there's multiple people to make decisions. Mm. Um, And there's a lot of structure in place around people, which is sometimes a positive and sometimes a constraint that actually slows them down that we have to figure out how to work through, right? And so the beauty of the small business owner is, yes, being so much closer to the actual impact that that company is making and feeling like I'm actually helping them help their customers, whereas it feels pretty removed sometimes with some of the larger clients. Um, But it's also just that they have more control over their own destiny, um, which is both a blessing and a lot of responsibility (laughs) because they have to make the decisions themselves. They have to be the ones that decide if something is worth it from a risk and ROI perspective um, instead of having this kind of ecosystem around them. Got it. That, That makes sense. Well, Krista, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? All right. So here is my tip for you. Set that clear vision, right? That is the most important thing that I I think you can do and do it on three different facets. Think as far into the future as you can. And where do you see your business at that point in the future? Where do you see yourself and your role in the company and your lifestyle at that point in the future? And most importantly, where do you see your customer at that point in the future? And what are they going to need from you? Because that is going to help you with the decisions you make now so that you're moving closer to that. Then set a short-term goal. I always recommend 90-day goals, something that's very much in alignment with that vision. And then you've got to do the tough the tough part of making sure that those things on a day-to-day basis that you are doing and that your team are doing align back to that vision and goals and really get you know unapologetically say no to those things that are not in alignment find a way to phase them out as quickly as possible because that is how you get time back in your day and you make sure that you're truly running a lean business where you're just doing the things that matter most and are going to make the biggest difference well that is great stuff that definitely gets come on come on 
And Krista, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Yeah, so if you head over to leanoutmethod.com, um, you can find a little bit more about me and about the method. And for those who want to kind of join the conversation, if you go to leanoutmethod.com slash group, um, it'll take you to my Facebook group. And I do a lean coffee every Thursday where we get together. I do a little mini training. I answer people's business questions, tons of great resources and content in that group. Um, but I am live with people every single Thursday and would love to you know support anybody who has questions. Awesome. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Christy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to leanoutmethod.com, check out all the great resources, and go to leanoutmethod.com backslash group and check out the coffee every Thursday. Very cool. Thanks again, Krista. Thanks so much for having me on. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.